0: So, on part one, we were able to sit down with Ticket DM and talk with Zachary, Christian, and Stedman about how they got into this sector, how they got into this world, and we'll learn more uh, about. Their journey with Ticket DM, uh, we're about to join the conversation already in progress where we'll pick up and start talking about what entrepreneurs should be doing in this space and how they can rise up and meet some of the same success that they have. So thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download Ticket DM and we'll go ahead and jump right back into the conversation here on Black Equity. Gotcha. So if someone is listening in and they're in the middle of launching their company that may be using blockchain or using any uh, new technology or emerging technologies, what are some advice you would give to rising entrepreneurs, not necessarily in your space, but just in any space, who are trying to figure out, well, how do I break in and uh, follow my dreams and get, you know, my company up and running? What are some adv- advice that you can give to them? I would definitely
1: say get a team around you. Uh, don't try to do it all by yourself. You can do that route. But um, one thing that makes us re- really good is that we all come with to the table with a variety of skill sets that complement each other. Um, and with that, we have been moving very fast and we haven't been burning out um, because everybody comes to the table with different expertise. So I would say that, exactly. you want to.
2: Yeah. I moment. mean, you, your co-founder relationship is like your, your marriage relationship. I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not a game when you go and you actually figure out who you're going to start a real mm. SaaS business in particular. Um, it's a, it's a heavy game with a lot of sacrifices. So generally speaking, you have a lot of people who think I can jump right in from my nine to five job to really creating an app and pushing a business The truth is, is that you have to dedicate yourself. You have to be willing to sacrifice tremendously. You have to inform the people in your life around you that you're taking a major step and your life will be forever changed. And now your other, your other significant other are your co-founders and your business. And that's one of the biggest things that I had to figure out. Like, this is not like a passive blow up overnight. Like, remember that idea? Now I'm a multimillionaire. Let's go party it's it's like you know we've had situations where you're on your you know you're on your last leg you're worried about how you're going to get to this point a to point b your car broke down like and you can do obviously mapping out the financials of it but there are going to be situations and times where you have to make heavy sacrifices to actually get to this point um, if you really want to be a founder but once you have the control and you actually can run that process on your own there's limitless power from that point in time so it's a it's a trade-off but it's worth it
0: awesome
3: yeah yeah and i would just like to add that uh yeah just keep going keep pushing um um quick backstory about myself i'm originally from uh gary indiana uh okay property, yeah probably property, probably stricken city mm-hmm. and uh i made it all the way to silicon valley and then now i have my own startup and um we're part of Something called StartX, which is a Stanford affiliated startup accelerator, and um, so my advice is to keep pushing. I I want to just tell a quick story. Uh, sure. So I remember another. Uh, I remember when um, we got back from Ultra, and we had the idea. We were to, it was a lot of buzz. It was a lot of hype. Like, oh, we can start our own business. We got this great idea. And I remember telling Christian, I was like, yo, yo, we gotta be serious about this, man. Like like I had a lot of friends who brought up good ide- good ideas but they never executed on it. And um so what we did was we actually executed you know. So if you have an idea just don't talk about it. Actually make things happen. have
1: meetings every week, weekly. You yeah. Talk we, about it. we when we were in corporate America, we literally met after work um in the boardrooms of Apple um a couple days of the week and then we met on the weekends as well so with our friends or people who are associated with us were out partying, partying, and taking trips, and everything like that. We sacrificed and was actually working on this product. So, uh, you know, you fast forward three years, and we built. You know, we have uh, Ticket DM on the iOS and Android Google Play Store, mm-hmm. and um, we self-funded the app by ourselves. Wow! Um, <laughs> over five thousand users. Yeah, over wow. 5, We have over 20 employees
2: um in office right now we have our office space in palo alto right next to stanford so um it takes a while obviously to get to that point but it's really about dedication and being strategic um and i mean i think particularly in the in the black community there's some will be what i would call a, a pageantry of tech and a lot of that is because Um, you know, generally speaking, it's hard to take that jump and really go full time. So a lot of times you're right in that in-between stage and you're selling the idea of black founders or the idea of uh, people of color or underrepresented groups, but you're really selling it as window dressing and not necessarily selling like a seat at the table or or selling owning the entire house yourself. So that's what we're trying to do is that we are selling owning the entire house yourself and not being in anyone else's control. Like just run it, create it, build it, find the partnerships, and
0: make it run. And that, my friends, is what we call black equity, right? Absolutely. Yes. So here's my question, because I've never been. So take me, uh, if you could, what is it like to go to Sil- Silicon Valley? What, what is it a culture shock, or is it just another place? What is it like there? Oh,
1: I, um, I'm born and raised here, and okay. I'm. Um, uh, in Silicon Valley, San Jose. So, um, it's not really a culture shock being, being, you know, yeah, born yeah. and raised here, but, um, you know, from, I guess Steadman can have uh, a better perspective on what it's like, the culture shock that he had.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was a major culture shock for me. Uh, you know, a kid from Indiana. Um, and then, uh, so I went to a small, uh, tech school called Indiana tech, Indiana, Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. Indiana. Uh, shout out to all my people who <laughs> happen to listen to this podcast. Um, so I graduated from there, but before I graduated, I actually locked up a job with a Cisco system. So uh, as I was graduating, I already knew I had a job in Silicon Valley. So it was a really great feeling um, doing that. But once I got to Silicon Valley, it was a total cultural shock. Um, the the weather, the, the the people, the food was really good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, But yeah, it was was a total 360, and it took me some time to get used to it. I got to say, it took me like a year, a year and a half to kind of really get used to the lifestyle and the people and how to, you know, posture myself. Um, But, you know, what helped was I I met some really good friends, like month two or three while I was out here. Um, Christian's older brother, actually, I met him maybe month two or three, and he introduced me to my entire network in Silicon Valley, so that made life really easy, so Uh, If you're around the right people and you meet some great people in, in Silicon Valley coming from somewhere else, you will, you will be perfectly fine.
0: And
2: uh, I think for me, like I I had a bit of a different experience. I came from, I went to roughly three different middle schools, three different high schools, ended up at Stanford. So it was a little bit of an easier transition by way Mm of um, privilege and things like that. But my biggest issue honestly was learning how to trust systems because for most of my life, if I, were, if I were to go through what my high school instructors told me, a certain middle school instructors told me, I wouldn't have ended up here. So I, I was super hard-headed and very, um, you know, self-sufficient. And it took a while to actually just realize, like, you're surrounded by these amazing resources, these people who want to help you, and you need to create these strategic, deliberate connections yeah. early. And being deliberate about your time as a young person or as somebody who has access deliberate to build and to create is really the biggest thing that I had to learn in my journey as an entrepreneur. It doesn't mean just going to happy hours, going to clubs, going to hanging out with your friends and knowing people who work at this place or do that. It's like, let's talk about building something. Let me show you some depth of my character and like what I'm doing and what I'm about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. definitely. Um, Coming out of high school, DJ, I Mm -hmm. it was either go to the military or go to community college. And uh, (laughs) I didn't have I wasn't the greatest in in school. I was just focused on getting by. And uh, my mom actually, um, she told me, hey, just go to this community college college. Um, There's a summer bridge program called First Year Experience for first generation college kids. And I went there. And that was like the changing of my whole life. Um, And in this summer bridge program, it was all people, first generation college students. And they basically gave, gave the news to us like raw cut. Like this is what society thinks of you. This is the stats. What are you going to do? You have to change your life right now. And that was the, 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 like the, the perfect, like that scenario was perfect Mm -hmm. because that gave me the confidence and was like, okay, this is what people really think about me outside of high school. And like, this is okay. Like if I sit in the back of the class, like sit in the front of the class now that you're in college and and participate in. And so that was like the the whole gist of how everything changed for me uh, right there. And that gave me the confidence. And from then, like, you know, I got my, I got an A in that summer bridge program Mm-hmm. And I continued to get A's in college and that was the, the change. But I saw that our system was failing us because um, I, I look back now and I see kids in middle school, high school, and they don't have the sense of um, that ambition in their eyes. And I really want to help people now that we're at Tiki DM and I, we feel like or I feel like I can. Get back, I really wanted to reach back into our community and teach people like, hey, you don't need to be an athlete, you don't need to be an entertainer, you can actually own your own tech company. And mm-hmm. I I that's that's where I, that's where I'm I'm at right now.
0: That's so if I, if if I'm trying to get into tech and I, I don't want to just halfway do it, I really want to have my own tech company. I really want to find people to work with. What are some of the resources that you would recommend that I would go look at? Where, where do I begin my tech journey? Um, I mean, that's
2: definitely a loaded question, but there are a couple <laughs> things you, you want to do. Um, the first is you want to really understand if you have a product or a service that's going to make sense in the market. Yeah. So there's something called product market fit. And you want to do your market research on who are your competitors? What are you building? Why? How are you going to build it? Who's going to build it? How are you going to finance it? And how is it going to scale? So that's just all a business plan. Create a business plan. You have to have to actually have an MVP, which is a minimum viable product at some point. So you have to have a plan to launch your service or product, preferably without money. A lot of times people will make it seem as though somebody's going to just write you a check as an angel. Like you have an idea, you're starry eye. Somebody's going to give me some money and I'm going to make it happen. The truth is, most of the time in tech, people are not writing those checks until you prove you can execute. So you have to find a way. If you're not a programmer, for us, we use an agency to begin. And then we taught ourselves over time how to actually build and program the app. So we started literally from scratch. We had to go and find that all out and while also going to music festivals, collecting data from users, building out our beta. So you have to be ready to be a rough rider when it comes to that.
0: Once you have that,
2: line up your team, make sure you have a good lawyer, make sure you have an accountant or some type of accounting software, because the money can get crazy when you go through this process, for sure. Um, but if you have the team and everything else lined up, then you have what you would need And find other founders, or other people who are actually doing it. Like I built something and, I'm, and I did it by myself or with some group of people. And I can tell you about the full journey. Um, it's hard to decipher sometimes you have people who say they can do it. When mm-hmm. people say that they, you know, they did it when they didn't, but mm-hmm. you have to find those people who actually have done it and create some community and network there to really learn from their pitfalls. We had tons of failures along the way uh, to get to this point, and we were lucky enough to, for the our our successes outweigh our failures up until this point. Awesome.
0: awesome.
3: Hey, what up, what up, DJ? You already know we had to slide through and show love to the Black Equity Podcast. Ladies, say what's up. What's up? What's up?
1: Yes, hey, hey, hey. So make sure
3: you definitely tune in on Station Head at The Sesh, double H, 401,
1: at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesdays. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at The Sesh401. And you can also catch us on our
3: website at wwwthesesh 2 hscom You can catch our podcast episodes and our playlist on their slash frequencies. Because you already know who it is. It's your girl B. It's your girl Kalo. Kay Marie. And Lynn. Welcome to The Sesh.
0: Awesome. So right now, you, you said you've been uh, operating the business for about three years. Is that correct? Correct. Right. Okay. So now you're you're getting into that, that place where you can get into that to that five-year uh, time frame. You know, I usually work in the, the private equity side, and we always say, well, if you can get to that five years, man, <laughs> you know, the sky's the limit. So what is going on for the next couple of years as you're building and, uh, you know, bringing on uh, possibly new ventures or new avenues? What are some of the ideas and things that you're looking forward to? Uh, over the next two to three years?
2: Sure. Um, so what, at Ticket DM, our goal is to really build a community and facilitate transaction and interaction in between that community.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so I think that Stebman mentioned some of it previously, but we're looking into breaking into other niche communities. So mm-hmm. outside of music, you're talking about um, any type of niche, e-gaming, um, you know, sporting, uh, sporting events, anything that really will drive your interest, drive your dollar, drive the things that you care about, look at, um, take in, that's where we're going. And blockchain um, advances in location-based technologies, verification methods, um, these are the ways that we'll be able to continue to track with the communities and with technology as the types of things that are being exchanged change and as things become more and more digital and more and more um, mobile. So I know that sounds a bit gray in terms of how I've explained it.
0: But, makes sense to um, me.
2: Yeah, but, uh, but we'll, we'll see how that all tracks because we want to be ready for, um, for the next generation. And the cool thing is that we actually inform a lot of our decisions sometimes based on what's happening overseas or what's happening in other places. We have interns and employees say, oh, you know, you guys are doing this. Did you know in China that they're doing XYZ and this thing is happening here? Did you know that in Latin America where they don't have internet sometimes that they do this? And we're like, oh, that's good to know. And then we take that and put it into our program plan and our roadmap so we can know what to expect in the future. Um, so just expect all new ways for people to exchange peer-to-peer and to be real-time and verified.
0: Awesome. For, for international, have you found that they're more advanced or basically on the same level of, of advancement of technology? Ha, what types of differences have you seen just interacting maybe on the international scale or global scale?
2: So I I think that when you look at things, um, the world is kind of converging a bit on itself as opposed to going in disparate paths. Um, So it's really all part of one vector, one through line. Um, There are certain places where big community niche markets will exchange goods and services a bit differently. Um, They're much more on the fly, on the go. And a lot of times, let's say in certain places like in Latin America um, or in certain parts of, of Asia, you have more physical goods and services versus digital. Um, so it's actually a better use case for, for what we do. Um, and they have all these mobile real-time component parts where you don't have to use things like Craigslist or um, things like Offrook that are relatively stagnant that just say, here's a listing, now you figure it out. It's like, no, I'll walk you through the entire process. So that's what Ticket DM is doing and that's the future of things internationally and for us globally.
0: Awesome, awesome. Anybody else have anything to add?
3: Yeah, I think uh, early on we said one of our ultimate goals is to start our own music festival as well, as well. So oh. not only are we going to have a music festival, we also going to handle the ticket exchanges and That's all good. that, make it a perfect for the fans. So uh, so don't be surprised in the two to three years you see a, a major music festival called the Ticket DM uh,
1: music festival. Uh, I look forward. We're that. gonna have That's a better cool. name than that, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's but yeah.
1: Uh, actually, DJ, we threw a, um, a event last year called uh, Afro Coachella, oh. um, basically okay. taking Coachella and, and turning it Afro. So there was a Black Tech conference called Afro Tech um, that happened. Yeah. Um, and so um, people came into this conference. We threw a party that weekend and. The name Afrocella piqued so many people's interest that we didn't have to do any marketing. It sold out in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they are like, okay, I, I, oh, I've like, never been to a music festival, but we, we catered, we create this experience for the black community, the, the millennials in tech. Um, we create this experience for them and their um, Afro tech is happening again in Oakland this year and we're going to be creating another, we're going to be throwing even a bigger party Um, afro hella party um, for them so it's going to be yeah you know just throwing events and for our community i I really want to give back and Mm -hmm. and that'll be our social impact and then we can take kids from the inner city communities and show them around and they can travel with us and they can be our interns and they can learn how to code right learn marketing biz dev they can talk they can learn how to talk to VCs because we will be giving them that hands-on access. And then, you know, we just want to create that that community um for, for them in the in the Bay Area. Um, so and, and
2: abroad, I mean I, I think that if other parts of the United States had the access to these accelerators, this information, this business, the equity of, of knowledge that we have, then we could build tech hubs and other places all over the United States. Like Ultimately, I want to go back to North yeah. Carolina. I want to go back to, you know, Georgia, Atlanta yeah. or, or Florida and, and get back that same information because being part of Stardex and other accelerators, it's crazy how much you can change as a person in a couple of weeks of having new information and having one or two conversations. So the biggest way that we're giving back and that we see ourselves scaling is that we will want to give that information back to the community exactly. and give them the tools to create and build organically, not just talk about it or be, you know, part of somebody else's bigger picture of, you know, you'll be the black face in this, exactly. in this you know, this frame, or, you know, you'll be the, the, <laughs> the one black employee at this yeah. huge company. Aren't you happy? It's like, no, I'm the the black CEO. And also all of our co-founders are black too. And also the team is like diverse and everyone's happy here. This, yeah. this, this is unseen. I mean, having yeah. a team of four black CEO or four black C-suite people running a, a, a you know, a, a organic you know, mixed team and like doing what we do is relatively unseen in Silicon Valley. So we want to see that be normalized. We don't want this to be unusual. We don't want it to be odd when we walk in. as four black men into a VC room. We want it to be normal.
1: Yeah, DJ, we're we're basically creating the the Black Wall Street again. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely understand.
0: I was going to say. I was going to say. You know, as I'm listening to this conversation, I just, I know how our listeners are going to. I uh, really take this in. You guys are really making history. And I don't know if you I don't know if you realize, maybe you do know it, but literally, what you are doing, you know, people from the past, uh, our ancestors would have would have died to have known about this type of technology. They would have loved to have known about different opportunities. And so I don't know if you're aware, but you are literally walking history. Uh and so I just wanted to make sure I said that out loud for people that are listening. P- appreciate
3: that, DJ. Um I mean, I I try to keep keep it humble, stay humble. I understand. I try, I try not to think about it. I just just try to like just keep it moving. But uh yeah, we heard that a few times before. Yeah. Um so um, uh I know we're doing something right. So um but we just wanna keep pushing and then just keep sharing this information so you know, we're not the only ones out here doing it.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So I'm excited. I'm going to be having this uh, app on my phone full time. It's not going anywhere. Uh, I look forward to attending some of these festivals and going out to different conferences and really being uh, in the mix of the culture. Uh, Now, I do this for everybody. If you have any questions for me, uh, the, the floor is open. I am open to answering any questions you may have uh, for the uh, Black Equity uh, audience.
2: Let's see, hmm. so, so just to push back on you, DJ. So these are questions that we would be asking the listeners, is that correct?
0: Oh, no, this is questions you have for me that maybe the listeners would wanna know. Maybe they're wondering wh- what, 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 what am I thinking? Uh, so, so I, I always give the opportunity for uh, people who come on to ask any questions.
2: OK, well, um, so DJ, I wanted to ask you, um, I mean, since we're talking about music festivals and culture, sure. and maybe the listeners don't really know about, you know, where you where you like to spend your weekend, like what types of festivals or events do you go to? Like what like where do you like to hang out on the weekends?
1: I, I can see DJ at like Essence, Essence Festival
0: or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure what to take, to how to take that. Uh, but, but I've never been to Essence Festival. I'll be honest with you, I'm a, I'm a film festival kind of guy. I like, I like uh, I'm really big on film. Uh, so if I did anything, it would probably be, uh, be in that space. I love documentaries. Uh, that's really, I really feel like that's what the purpose of this podcast is, is to document history and really get a, a grasp of where we are uh, in today's climate, real time. Of what's going on in black culture so i would say uh, a film festival would probably be, be my uh cup of tea awesome
1: awesome like uh sundance in, in utah or Salt Lake? I, I have
0: not been to sundance i've been to more local film festivals but yes i definitely would go yes okay in a heart all right that's
1: that, that's good to know we'll, we'll note that <laughs> yes
0: i appreciate that uh but great question um i'm i'm excited that that we have this conversation I think people are really going to be blessed by uh, the information and the wisdom that's in here. Is there anything that we may have missed or any information that you want to make sure you share or how can people contact you going forward?
2: Um, Sure. I mean, I I would just say in terms of the journey, just make sure that you're willing to sacrifice, um, willing to put in full effort. And once you do it and you find the right team, anything is possible. So we've been blessed. We've been, I'm lucky enough to have the right people, the right connections to get us to this point. So, if you have any questions about our journey or you want to learn more about us, um, feel free to contact any of us individually um, on LinkedIn, on all the social media sites. We are at Ticket DM, um, as in Ticket Direct Message. So, you can find us on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but most importantly on the App Store. So, um, feel free to contact us there. And if you, you guys have anything else? Yeah, uh, for me, uh, so if you guys
3: have any questions about building an app, uh, managing a team, uh, that's something that we're all doing now, uh, so if you have any questions along those lines, feel free to uh, reach out, and uh, yeah, uh, just any questions, honestly, it's just about the journey as well, uh, just coming from a small city or a, private, a property-stricken city, mm. if there's anyone out there that's listening and that come from a similar background, you're trying to figure out, you know, how can you get to Silicon Valley? What's the mindset? You know, what are some, some key things that you got to do? I can definitely answer those questions because I've been through it. So uh, definitely contact me. Uh, feel free to reach out. Um, um,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. And if anybody needs help with marketing or branding, um, I'm your guy. Um, so you can contact me at Christian at Um, Or you can reach out on social media and I'll probably see your message. Um, But, yeah, I just want to encourage everybody out there, you know, apply yourself to supply your wealth. The only limitations that you ever have is those that you place upon yourself. So you can do whatever you put your mind to. And, uh, yeah, feel free to contact us and we can definitely help you in whatever situation
0: of your entrepreneur journey. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on Black Equity. I appreciate all three of you joining us today. And uh, we will be talking soon in the future. All right. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, DJ. We learned a lot of great wisdom from Ticket DM. And it sounds like they are a great resource for the entire culture to reach out to. If they're looking for app development, if they're looking for consultation and understanding the current sector that's going on, they seem to have all the data for us to work alongside with. Now is a good time to start partnering and start working with companies like Ticket DM, who have a pulse on the culture. Remember, culture is greater than money. My friends, culture is greater than money, especially when you can bring value to that culture, because then you can instantly create success because you are providing a service that can reach the masses. When you can reach the masses, that means you can build forever. You can build empires forever. And so as entrepreneurs, as investors, As listeners for Black Equity, I encourage you to start making strategic partnerships because I know I sure am. I know that I have to work with other great brands like Ticket DM and others just like them to be able to elevate uh, where I'm going within my career and elevate my experience, elevate my experience within the culture, because before before today, before this conversation I didn't know that this existed. And so now this gives me a great opportunity to curate my experience here on this planet by knowing, hey, I can use this Ticket DM app to take care of all of my ticketing needs and all the different ways that I want to exchange and meet other people within the culture. If you are interested in learning more about the different things that we have going on here at Black Equity Network, make sure that you click the link inside inside of the show notes where you can become a Black Equity Insider and learn the different things that I am studying to understand how we can elevate within the culture. And then, of course, subscribe and share all the Black Equity information that you are finding here on the podcast. Tell a friend, tell another friend and tell another friend To become a listener, become someone that is informed of what is currently happening in the culture in real time, in real time to know what's happening that day, to know what's really going on right now is so important for us to document and pay attention to. So I'll see you tomorrow here on Black Equity, and I look forward to talking to you then.